Hey, welcome to Everyday People, where everybody has a story if you ask the right questions. Today's guest is Abhilash Purohit, who is a long-time entrepreneur. He is my friend who I met through Toastmasters and then became one of my D&D players. All-around fascinating guy, very curious, and here's the interview with him. Enjoy. Thank you for taking the time, Abhilash, to do an Everyday People. Um, I'm, I realize that you're not familiar with this, which is the perfect way to get started. Uh, my first question to you is, who are you? What do you do? And what is your current side project? My name is Abhilash, Abhilash Purohit. I run a couple of small businesses right now. Uh, at some point, looks like very, very long past. I used to be a mechanical engineering student and uh, had decided to make my life in the hard sciences and technology and that sort of stuff. And uh, with time, good sense prevailed. And I decided, no, it's it's far too much hard work and uh, I'm not built for it. So we uh, got together a couple, few of our friends who used to uh, work together and we started doing something on the side. Then slowly but surely that became a thing. And uh, somehow, I don't know how till date, I ended up starting a software development company. And I've uh, been running that for a decade now. And uh, the last couple of years or so, I started another company, uh, the Gentle Bamboo, where we uh, uh, were into education, corporate education, adult education, serious games, that sort of stuff. And that's that's been my uh, journey for the longest time. And uh, as much as I want to believe I have a lot of side projects, truly my one side project is to read a lot of fiction. That's that's really it. it. It's more of a consumption-based side project. But if you want something where we create something, I uh, I, I like to code uh, and not just for the business that I run and the work that I do. I, I genuinely enjoy coding. And uh, in, in doing that, I build a lot of uh, a new wave of games called uh, serious games, which are played in browsers where people uh, play as teams and uh, have fun during the process, but also to a large extent, learn a few new skills and new uh, concepts in their life to put it into uh, their work and life in general. We'll expand more on that in a second, but uh, very briefly, can you tell us like a couple of examples of the serious games as you said that you've built that are out there available to use sure uh there is a game called uh, so farm so good that's my best attempt at a pun uh this is a farming game which you you're given your team is given a piece of land and uh, your job is to plant vegetables harvest them make money uh, it costs money to plant vegetables. It gets you money when you harvest and sell them. You have investment opportunities where you uh, do some stuff uh, like uh, investing in good uh, consultant uh, consultancy services or uh, you know set up uh, yeah set set up a lot of uh, investments uh, where you buy uh, fertilizers, chemicals. And decide how much to use them. And so that that happens. And uh, while you're doing right investments and harvesting and sowing and that cycle keeps repeating, there is stuff that happens. Demand for the vegetables keep changing. So you keep a track of that. You have... Price changes, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, even, even the weather changes uh, and you have to plan for that. So if it's... Uh, and with it all comes uh, potential disasters that any farmer uh, has to face. 
So during June, July, August, maybe the monsoon might fail. During the April, the electricity grid might collapse. And have you planned for it? Have you invested in solar panels? And there's a lot of that going on. And this is a collaborative game that you play with four or five people in your team. And in doing so, you're learning a lot of skills like change management, risk management. Uh, you learn communication, collaboration, working with teams, that sort of stuff. And during all of this, there is another team who's also playing a game collaboratively. And to some extent, there is a soft competition happening between you two. And that kind of brings in a lot of joy uh, to participants. So that's, that's one of the games. And then when you train using this game at the end, I'm assuming you're debriefing and talking about lessons learned. Right. Yes. So uh, the, the reason to those who are listening, the reason I know this is because Abhilash is my friend. I've worked with Abhilash uh, on Gentle Bamboo for a bit. And we generally like talking about all these sort of, not just like game building, but storytelling. He was one of my D&D players for a while. Our current uh, point of conversation, uh, this interview is being recorded on, in the first week of April. So our place is happening in 2022. And we were just watching the canvas. Abhilash, uh, for my second question, I would love to understand from you and I think elaborate your mindset. Could you tell me what you love about our place? Yes. Our place is a Reddit experiment that started about five years ago. And when I say started, it only happened for 72 hours and then was never uh, brought back until yesterday right. as of this day of recording. And uh, uh, our place was uh, an April Fool's joke experiment that Reddit uh the front page of the internet does all the time. And uh, they they started something very simple. They give you a thousand pixel by thousand pixel canvas. And uh, that gives you one million pixels, to be honest. And uh, you have only one task. Every 5, 10, 15, 20 odd minutes, as durations keep changing, you are allowed to place one colored tile on one of those pixels. And that's all you have. And their uh, uh, setup is individually, you can do something. Together, you can do something more. So it's possible that I put a tile and you, Vaibhav, come and place your tile on top of mine, which means mine gets decimated and yours stays. The person who puts a tile in a specific position at the end is the one who let, you know gets to keep it. Right. So we can fight all day about it or we can decide you put the red ones, I put the green ones and together we build a pattern. And uh, the experiment that happened in 2017, first, second and third of April for three days, 72 hours, it created one of the greatest uh, art experiments in the world, a collaborative art where imagine a canvas being painted simultaneously by one million painters and that was what happened and it's a riot of colors it's an expression of uh, fandoms uh, countries nationalism patriotism all all sorts of cultural references were hidden in it and uh, the reason we bring it up now is because after millions of requests reddit agreed to bring it back the place back again and uh, right now so much is happening. It would it would be like a four-hour discussion in itself just to summarize what's happened in the first 24 hours. But uh, there are countries fighting groups with 2,000 people 
for retention of a 20 by 20 pixel place in a random uh, social experiment and uh, no no words are enough to describe how good it is uh, please go and watch it at some point to truly get the experience yeah we, we've been following it for the last 24 to 36 hours we've taken part in it ourselves placing our yeah. pixels every few minutes um it it really is something that cannot be expressed in a podcast you should google the place collage and see what the world has come up with it really actually i mean adds a little bit of faith back in humanity it's one of those sort of experiments and i would love for you to sort of just expand on that a little bit how you personally feel about what people are able to do together yeah yeah just to connect the two things we have spoken the first and the second question one of the collaborative games that uh, we built at gentle bamboo was a direct inspiration slash ripoff of the place where we actually give people an experience of working together where people are working with broken fragments of a whole image and uh, they can uh, uh, decide to work together or work against each other, finish the drawing, not finish the drawing. But coming back to the place that's happening right now, we have what? We have a strip of a flag, which is not very proportional to how the Indian flag looks like. And it was a much fought after turf. The flag is wide much, much wider than it is tall. And in that, in that flag, we've got beautiful representations of Indian culture happening as we speak. There is an elephant, there is Taj Mahal. Uh, And even though I say all this, I'm not sure if all of that will stay by the time the experiment ends. But as of this moment, we've got a peacock, an elephant, Taj Mahal, there is ISRO, there's a GSLV rocket being launched, all of that happening in a small strip of real estate on that. Then there is the French side, which is built an Eiffel Tower using dots. And a bit, I mean, in the big scheme of things, that dot is less than 100, 150 pixels. And in that, to create something that good, there's a Star Wars poster, there is the uh, Coliseum uh, somewhere, there is uh, Osu. I would be remiss if I don't mention Osu. You would never have heard of the name. I had never heard of it. It's a very fringe game that people do where they click uh, to rhythmic music. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, they have been simultaneously the most hated and the most respected people on our place, right? They are the strongest and most coordinated community in this entire experiment. Like every time somebody tries to take their logo down, immediately they're back and they put it back. And they're taking a big chunk of space. It's not like they've made a small logo. Also is awesome. Also is awesome. And this is, uh, for me to admit this, to even say this in a sentence is so weird because till yesterday I was a big time Osu hater. But now it's, it's one of those things. I hate you, but, but I, I respect, respect you. you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, we're not going to continue uh, yeah. sort of just fanboying over the place. Definitely yeah. Google it if you can. Uh, but coming back to the interview, Abhilash, so you're running two businesses and you have mm-hmm. a family, I know. You have a young son. Can you talk to me a little bit about whether good or bad? Like it doesn't matter, no judgment, but can you talk to me a little bit about your like time management, your energy management, how you're living your day to day and how do you feel about like where you are in your life at the moment? Well, 
I am running two businesses and uh, we have a small company, a very small team. So much of the work that we do gets done by me and my two other partners. Right. And uh, well, the son is a handful. He's six years old now and he seems to be interested in a certain kind of fiction. Even though he does not read it himself, is unable to read it himself. He wants to be read to every night. So we have finished at least eight uh, 300-page books already. The Harry Potter, the Christmas uh, Pig, that sort of uh, genre of books, Famous Five and all. And that's a time commitment. And what I have found, at least in terms of time management, at least for myself, is that I set a few targets for myself and I work in bursts of uh, uh, time. So if, if we are working on a game development project, I learn not to do exclusively that at all times. It it works for some people. It doesn't for me. So I am simultaneously doing three or four different uh, works. And uh, it, it helps that I enjoy coding. It helps yeah. that I enjoy writing in general. And uh, what it does to me is that break from one work kind of becomes the other work. So my breaks are never about watching Netflix or uh, uh, this. Not that I don't watch Netflix. I consume a ton of uh, cultural content, uh, popular cultural content. But uh, much of that is reserved to night. To some extent, the bad part of it is that I don't get an adequate amount of sleep as much as I should. Ask, yeah. So that, that I am aware of, uh, uh, you know, self-aware enough to know that I'm not getting enough sleep, but uh, I am I am doing okay so far. So I want to believe I can do it for a little longer. I know it's a bit of a vicious circle to fall into, but uh, to be honest, getting two hours less sleep a night has been, has given me the ability to not become a total workaholic who does only work all day. It, right. it gives me a life. So it, it's ironic that I, you know, get my life out of the clutches of my sleep and then find some personal fulfillment. Or So that's that's been my way. That's interesting that you talk about that. When that same concept is becomes negative and it becomes a toll on your life, it's called revenge procrastination. Have you heard of that? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. So, so for those who don't know what revenge procrastination is, it's when you take back time for your enjoyment, for your activities that you enjoy doing, whether it's gaming or reading or whatever, and you take that out of your sleep because you can't take it out of your work. Uh, but yeah. but you are enjoying it. You found a decent balance, I'm assuming. I, I want to think so, although a, a more unbiased judge would tell me mostly otherwise. But as of where I stand for myself today, I feel I've found a decent balance. I, as long I don't as you're enjoying it, right? Yeah, no. And I don't I don't miss opportunity to catch up with friends. I don't miss opportunities to hang out with family. We do go out a lot. Uh, and uh, my audiobook uh, uh, time is my commute time. So I've found balances of doing two things at once to kind of fulfill some of the stuff that I want to do. And we've talked about all of this are sort of like, we've talked about your relationship with work a lot because you and I did a, a podcast series called the A to Z of facilitation. Do you want to talk about that and just like pitch it? Because it, it was something I worked on as well. And I'm actually quite proud of what we came, came up with, but can, can you just talk about it? 
yeah 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 sure uh, as as uh, early stage startup then when we wanted to do a lot of uh, good content marketing and give people value for associating with us uh, we we built uh, uh, just to uh, you know set some context here gentle bamboo is a training and development company and uh, uh, facilitation is uh you know training but a slightly uh, uh, nicer word or way of saying yeah. it so uh what we did was we built a podcast that was uh, called the a to z of facilitation it was not meant to be what it became but we started realizing you know every letter uh, of the 26 letters in the alphabet can have a word which becomes an episode in itself and we were like oh this this is cool a is for something b is for the other c is for something else and uh, we did uh <clears throat> we did a podcast series where we talked about one aspect of uh, uh this so we was for voice i believe where yeah, uh, we yeah. spent a lot of time i think it's a 45 minute long uh thing where we shared our ideas of why voice was one of the most important uh, parts of uh, facilitation uh, well we did that to every uh, topic we picked why that is the most important but to a large extent much of our uh a best ideas came up during that voice conversation uh primarily because this was the time of uh, covid and the lockdown and most training sessions were happening online and uh, we believe that with your video off your personality pretty much hidden nobody knows how you look all you have got is your voice and do you have enough of a voice yeah. to be able to hold the attention of 40 people who have got netflix on their phone right now in that moment why should they listen to you and what can you do with it and that that was one of the fun ones i think we did uh, quite a lot of uh, good ones there of of the 26 that we had to compulsively do because uh, it was yeah, we, we, we forced it into a pattern and then we had to stick to it but yeah uh, i think the work from home episode w was great uh, voice was good there were many others and like it's something definitely i think the voice one was especially well received by a, a group of trainers right because they were all struggling from to switch from yes. that classroom training to online training i think it was well yes. received at that time i think also one of the good metaphors that we came up during that time was how in the early uh, uh, state you know age of uh, you know 100 years ago when artists were moving from stage to cinema they found themselves kind of overacting to a large extent because on a stage with people sitting 50 feet away from you you had to exaggerate your facial expressions and body movements a bit but cinema gives you a frame with your face on it and subtlety is expected uh, we are our position was that you need to reverse that trend now because you could have been subtle when in a classroom and people were close to you but with your face covered all you've got is your voice which means you're to somewhat act your voice out and not just talk in a monotone and how that works and all of that so a reverse journey uh, was proposed and i we enjoyed that a lot while recording it and a lot of people felt that was very valuable when they heard that as well right and i think that provides a very nice transition and this is the last thing that i'm going to talk about which is like you know between you and me uh as far as acting your voice and throwing it out you were one of my dnd players uh, <laughs> it's been i think 13 months since we since you last played i continue now with other people talk to me a little bit about what those 11 months of playing like our one campaign level 1 to 
six was for yeah. you because you were fitting that in into a very hectic schedule at that time. Yeah. Uh, talk to me a little bit about you know just acting and performing. I think like what's your relationship with performance and where did D and D fit into that for you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was you know you you use the term I was trying to fit in D and D into a hectic schedule. but my take on it is the exact opposite dnd at that time was actually keeping me sane during such a hectic schedule that that was the you know how do i say outlet to a lot of work pressure and stress that was building up and uh, not not having to act was in a way the best freedom that i found to be a totally different person i mean not act as myself to be a character rather than the person that i am i think that that was one of the best outlets i had found i i still and and i know we have spoken about this before but i still feel we should uh, you know continue although my character found a really good exit out of it yeah, yeah. and uh, there was good closure there and to some to some extent my i've been always teased or mocked about how i have that one voice and uh, whether i'm happy or i'm sad or i'm angry or i'm you know uh, uh, earnest it, it's just that one voice that i speak with and uh, i had for the longest time made up my mind that, yeah that's it that is my personality what are you going to do about it and uh, uh, there, there was no pride no shame it was just you know an acceptance right. and uh, right. along comes dnd and gives me a little bit of opportunity to bring some layers at least into the way i speak uh, still a long long journey ahead but i feel i feel we are getting there and now my son allows me to talk like harry and voldemort in two separate sentences and gives me some uh, uh, non judgmental voice work experience that's really awesome i mean i remember when i was younger my, my mom really encouraged us to read a lot and she encouraged us in by herself being enthusiastic about it like harry potter was still mm. being released at that time and we used to fight for it so the fact yeah. that you can now share that with your son where you were reading and performing to him is like mm. really special it it's like reliving a big part of my life and uh, you and i uh, to a large extent have that harry potter soft spot in our uh, life uh, sometimes it becomes uh, too much a part of our personality when we speak also but then it to see somebody who's experiencing the magic of harry potter literal and metaphorical for the first, for the first time, time it is it is i mean what i would give to forget everything i know and start over but since that can't happen i have to find someone else who starts uh, uh, you know learning about it and because my son is a 6 year old as well i have to temper down some of this it's a bit of a intellectually dishonest job i do where i don't use words like uh, you know mud blood and some of the stronger uh, uh, words in the book he is far too young for it i temper it He's down six, a bit yeah yeah, yeah. six so when when you find a hooded figure drinking unicorn blood i don't read that part out i i just talk about a hooded fi- figure who killed the unicorn and i don't i don't show him the graphic details of what's happening and to do that in the moment is also somewhat uh, uh, you know an improv uh, deceitful yeah. yet fulfilling <laughs> right i mean li- your life sense 
your life censoring and that keeps you on your toes like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i'll i'll give you a little detail on uh, what has happened i have not done anything with your character salva uh, mm-hmm. but one of my other players at the moment he is of the same clan that you were from right oh by, by design we gave him the same surname essentially and so while uh-huh. recently while we were building out his backstory we actually built the city that he's from and as a result we built the city that you are from oh and is a it's it's a nice concept very briefly like it's a am i a legend there uh, we haven't visited yet so we don't know <laughs> you probably will be but uh, it's called dive water and the concept of it it's a city on a hill but then there's mm-hmm. a huge tunnel that goes through the middle of the uh, cliff basically it's a ocean facing cliff and there's a huge tunnel that goes down to the base which opens out into a cave and that that is the second part of the city below where ships come in and go into the cave from the ocean and like dock there mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. we built out a few ideas for it and there's this whole like paladin uh, core there which you were from right yeah, yeah. And, anyway, and so it's cool that i can write these stories and then uh, you know if we ever play again i would love to have Saliba now in dive water and flesh that out and see what we can do with it. Yeah. Uh but for the time being since we're not playing D&D and you know we are now in April 2022 the new financial year has started. Uh what is next for you looking forward as far as things that you are excited by? It can be gentle bamboo it can be you know reading to your son whatever. What are you most looking forward to in this new year? This new year yeah two things on the professional front we are going to experiment doing something we have never done before which is to build a uh, something which is b2c in nature in that uh, it is consumable by everyone it's not meant built for businesses and that's that's a huge uh, uh, you know decision for us but we're going to give that a shot and uh, Uh, for, for the first time in the gentle bamboo board room such as it is uh, we have talked about uh, could this be a viral sensation these two words have never ever been spoken in the uh, uh, offices of gentle bamboo are we are we building something that could be uh, uh, fun for everybody in the world that is that is something that we are building it's it's a little too hush hush now to talk about uh, although i will talk to you about it after the podcast uh but I mean, uh, yeah trying to create a viral sensation yes yes and again it it may not happen but the sheer fact that we have thought it might be a possibility is a huge step uh, yeah, forward I mean, in it takes huge balls to try something like that also yes, yes. it doesn't have yes. to be complicated right because wordle is so simple and it's a sensation yeah. hey while yeah. you're on wordle have you tried cordle I have I've been I played Wordle, Doddle, Cordle, and Octordle, and then I also okay. got into Worldle, which is like a country guessing version. Right. And <laughs> just yesterday or day before yesterday, I just closed all those tabs. I'm like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> I had a huge streak going. I had never lost in Wordle, but hmm. I got tired. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so. Uh, coming back to this uh, yeah so that's that's what i'm looking forward to in the professional uh, uh, front in the personal front you are right to a large extent i am looking forward to actually finishing the seven part harry potter series this year uh, we are taking about a month and a half to read each book very right re- 
we are in uh, chamber of secrets midway oh, very early then yeah. very early very early and uh, uh, because we are also simultaneously reading uh, this thing called uh, the famous five ah okay i had never read that growing up it is i mean i mean uh, it's uh, I, i didn't Fine. yeah i didn't expect i'll actually enjoy it uh, but it's it's fun in its own weird way to read i never read famous five when i was younger but i read secret seven which is similar ಅಗೇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ it gets yeah, really the, dark the emotions the become very complex and dark in a while yeah. i mean yeah. to be honest i'm not worried about dark uh, dark is something that they see every day and i don't want to censor darkness but the very complex emotions uh, which is probably not age appropriate at the moment so yeah maybe like you can move on to another series and this birthday gift every year can be the next yeah. harry potter book as well that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping yeah so and and, and while, while i'm at it there is this other thing that my son and i seem to be loving bonding over that is watching youtube videos of sword making i don't know if you have ever seen this it is mind blowingly uh, addictive is it that history channel show where two people compete no, no not that not that this is actual uh, smiths creating actual swords and not just words i mean i'm using that as a uh, representation of the genre but uh, they are doing swords they're building shields they're building thor's hammers they're cutting off anvils and creating stuff out of it uh, and and we are bonding so much and again this is a little bit of my mechanical engineering background coming in i am proud that the kid can look at a metal cutting process and say this is grinding or this is sawing and this is uh, forging and uh, like cool so that's that's something and if you have a young kid uh, try try uh, watching creative i mean when i say creative i mean stuff where things are being created those kind of videos and there is there is a lot of joy uh, uh, in those uh, videos so actually let's transition into that question then which is you know you are a parent a young parent but um and you're a very creative professional if you had to give three pieces of advice for parents to keep the joy of art or creativity in their life what would be your three pieces of advice oh yeah i mean one be interested yourself there's only so much you can fake after which the kid uh, the, you know gets it like like you're just doing it for it so if you're only reading to the kid or only drawing with the kid and then you never do it by yourself uh, uh, for your own pleasure the kid gets it i mean uh, they are very smart uh, so, so so somewhere i had read kids don't do what you tell them to do kids do what you do so if they watch you reading if they watch you interested in arts if they watch you uh, doing something about your fitness they will want to do that as well if you just tell them to do it i mean they listen to you for a while and then not do it like so that is mom, definitely like my mom reading right she steal harry potter from us to read so yeah 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 
I mean, uh, to to some extent, it's a bit of a difficult situation for me because as much as I am still reading uh, in courts, it is in audio books, and uh, to to a large extent, my son is not actually seeing me reading, and that is something I have to change about uh, myself. So yeah, practice what you preach, but but be interested in general uh, yourself before you want to create interest in. Uh, the kid and uh, my second advice is a very strong word uh, suggestion at least is to do some different kinds of stuff with your kid don't just always go to the restaurant or the movies which are the two big hits with kids sure they'll 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 enjoy it but every once in a while go to the zoo go to the planetarium go to uh, go to a you know pottery workshop together or uh, uh, places where they get to get their hands dirty and kind of be uh, uh, interested in physical work as well it expose and, them to many things hmm. and yourself yeah. yeah a few of them at least if not uh, i mean you don't have to give them an access to every single art form in the world uh, but uh, there is there is value in thinking beyond movies and restaurants for sure definitely planetarium definitely there, there's there's some petting zoos let let uh kids interact with animals uh i mean i wouldn't want you to let them interact with animals in an actual zoo but there are uh, petting zoos so that's a thing uh give them a shot at gardening maybe uh there are there are tons of these places now especially if you're in a big city there is there's no dearth of uh you know variety in terms of uh, uh, experiences take them there maybe you will enjoy it also and give me one more third piece of advice giving one more piece of information uh i think something something physical although i meant uh, not touched upon it uh, there uh art is art is good but art is not the only thing to to be honest if you have to cut off something from it cut off homework time they will survive i've i've been there i've been one of those students growing up who uh was very very dedicated to studies who has spent his you know one of those students who don't show help their friends out during exams and actually cover their uh, papers as they write i've been that person uh, th- looking back there's no joy there yeah. uh you have to take some time off from the homework and the preparation and the studies go ahead do it but uh, find some physical hobbies to some extent i mean it could be a sport uh, but but uh, nothing against their will but give them experiences of some sports uh, any anything that kind of tempers down their energy a bit because there's a lot of that building up in kids and uh, you have to find a way for that energy to go out some some sort yeah. of outlet and yeah and uh, i i don't know if it's art maybe let them paint the football then uh, in, in in just just to complete this art question right but uh, <laughs> I mean that's great. I mean, thank you so much for giving that those suggestions. Not that advice. Um, thank you. I mean, in general, for your time. And we're just going to close this interview with last comments. Um, if you want to plug anything, uh, and if you want to just like advertise anything, you can. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, if if you could share a song or a movie or a book, any one or as many as you want, as recommendations of somebody to check out next. uh what please so this is your time to talk directly to the audience all right all right 
I don't have anything to plug except gentlebamboo.com. That's my uh, uh, business right now. That's my primary business, even though the second one is more B2B and that won't make a lot of sense to most people. Gentle, G-E-N-T-L-E, Bamboo, B-A-M-B-O-O.com. Go there and you will find some, uh, uh, you know, something that might uh, interest you. Uh, that's that's my plug and that's about it. And uh, the second one is, uh, you said books, right? Books. Anything, anything you feel like, sir? To recommend. Right. No matter what age you are, there is one writer that I would like to recommend you to. And uh, his name is P.G. Woodhouse. He is one of the most significant uh, writers of an era in a genre where he is the only person. His, his writing is his genre. There is nothing else that comes remotely close to it. I have found so much joy, so much, uh, you know, of my, uh, uh, you know, life has revolved around reading Woodhouse. Uh, if, if you read one Worcester and Jeeves book, if you read one Blanding's Castle book, I, I promise you, you'll be hooked. And you will, I mean, if, if you've not got that experience so far, I, I don't know how to describe that experience to you. It is... It is, uh, like I said, I keep saying that again and again, there is nothing, I can't tell you this is a book like it because there is no other book like uh, Woodhouse's writing. It's, it's, uh, it's a world where nothing goes wrong and yet everything goes wrong. Uh, 90% of all the Hindi comedies that you have seen are the palest imitations of the greatness that Woodhouse brought to world. So uh, that's that's the one book recommendation I have for you. If you want to watch a TV series, I have I have found uh, Archer to be a good series. It's the it's, it's an animated series. It's not for everyone. Even as I say it, I kind of softly regret it. I don't want you to take you into a world of dark comedy that you may not like. It is very irreverent. It is a uh, very controversial. It's very dark, but boy, if you like it, you will love it. Movies in recent times, I can't think of uh, anything except uh, Avengers Endgame. Ka that one moment uh, when uh, spoiler alert. If you have not seen alert uh, Endgame, what are you doing in your life? Go and watch it. But the moment when you know who lifts, you know what. Yeah. Something that's been building up for a decade. And, uh, and the whole as much, goes, wow. yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> as much as much as I love my son, his birth is the second most significant event in my life. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that is how important that moment is. So, yeah, that's 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 what I would recommend in in, in terms of movies. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, this has been fun, Abhilash. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, we will see you next time for, with the next uh, with a new person for everyday people. This has been Vaipab and Abhilash signing off. Bye bye.